part of the reason that I'm into yoga and biohacking because I got put on the traditional plan of take this prescription medication. It'll be good for you. It'll help you think and focus and do all this stuff. And I said, you know what? There's got to be a better way. And so I took it into my own hands to become a superhuman, right? And challenge the quo and, and eradicate medicine and, and say, you know what? The way to heal is through nature. And, you know, it's unbelievable until you do it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Flow Over Fear podcast, where it is our mission to help you to rise above fear and realize your ultimate potential in leadership and life. I'm your host, Adam Hill, and it is my goal to share with you the human side of high performance. My guests share their experience with fear, anxiety, struggle, challenge, and most importantly, despite all of it, how they rose above it to achieve incredible results. So if you're ready to rise up, let's get started. Welcome to Flow Over Fear, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I have a great guest today, a real renaissance man. His name is Brett Harmeling, and he is a father, a husband, a renaissance man who seeks adventure and is passionate about living life to the fullest. Brett is a serial entrepreneur, a philanthropist, an investor, an MBA involved in AI, technology, real estate, and biohacking, all of the fun stuff. And uh, he, as a 10 plus year, 500 hour certified yoga instructor, he is driven to help people unlock their full potential through energy optimization, movement, and biohacking. Brett has traveled to over 56 countries and enjoys nature inspired exploration, cultural experiences, and all sorts of great things like that. Brett is focused on activating relationships to create communities that generate limitless opportunities to solve complex global issues that leave an indelible imprint on humanity. Now, Brett, is that all? <laughs> Welcome to our show, buddy. Thanks for being here. Adam, thank you so much for uh, inviting me to come on here. I'm super excited to uh, be here and grateful for the opportunity. Absolutely. Well, I, I love that description as a renaissance, man. I mean, you, you have this passion for life. And I think you've described yourself as a, as a uh, unshakable optimist. So where, where does that stem from? Like, how, how do you stay optimistic? I mean, I know there's so much going on in the world today. How do you keep that optimism amidst everything that happens in life? Yeah. I mean, I grew up uh, small, you know, and I grew up uh, with the limited beliefs that I couldn't do certain things. And I was bullied, bullied as a kid. And from those, from those experiences, I really was like, the, I was the little engine that could. And I just kept going. I kept pursuing. I kept pushing. And uh, that resiliency led me to uh, make remarkable impacts in anything that I got involved in. So I'm like, okay, here we are, the little engine that could or that, that lion heart mentality, like, I'll never quit. <laughs> people, you know, people didn't, people didn't like that. But at the same time, it's like, I'm going to keep going and people know that about me. So. It's all so it's all persistence based and, and I can resonate certainly and I can relate to the being bullied as a kid. And I kind of want to step back and maybe talk a little bit about that because there, there seems to be a theme that happens with a lot of high achievers that I've talked to that says like as they were younger, they went through this kind of trial or, or they were maybe introverted or they, they were bullied. Uh, do you mind kind of talking about what happened there and how that shaped you going forward? Definitely. So uh, as a kid, you know, I was I was felt kind of limited. I, I was a people person, and you know, I grew up in a small Dutch village uh, with with uh, 
the pathway for success and I was I was seeking how to get out of the pathway. Now, now that I'm older and I have a, a son, I'm really grateful that I had that discipline and that focus moving forward. But I was definitely I was the black sheep. I was the one I was the crazy kid running around the classroom asking questions, um, <laughs> having the hardest time understanding simple things. And also the kid that was the most curious and creative with projects. And uh, I was challenging the quote breaking the rules, you know, as they say. Right. <laughs> so being in that place, you know, is really uncomfortable when you're, when everybody, when everyone knows everyone. And so it was fine because it allowed me to see that I was different. But I think like now that I'm an adult and I have wisdom embedded in me, like I, I realized that like our greatest gift is like our unique ability to just simply be ourselves. And the more we become ourselves, the more we're able to actually activate transformation and change in the world in hmm. the perspective markets or businesses or things that were uh, touching. So yeah. it's, all, it's all related. And, you know, I was picked on because I was, I was little. And so it just made me want to do better and prove people wrong. And uh, kind of also that leads to like that, that performance-based love. Like I want to be seen and so I'm going to do this. And that also has, you know, left its own wounds, uh, own wounds and scars. But, you know, you grow through those experiences. And now that I'm happily married to my wife, Lucia, uh, have a kid and I'm just, I'm, I'm on the pursuit of happiness daily. And uh, mm -hmm. that's important that it's, you know, gratitude and happiness is, is a choice. <laughs> and so it's important to remind yourself, like life is going to throw things at you. So it's not if it happens, it's when it happens. And so all of the trauma and all of the things that have, you know, maybe set myself back, um, they've really been te great teachers in helping push me forward in ways that I would have never, never been able to do without those uh, things happening. Well, there's a, there's a lot of wisdom in that statement that trauma is a teacher. And that, I know that comes from a lot of experience uh, uh, and, and not a lot of people I think can grasp that right away. Right. With, with the idea of, of trauma being a teacher, trauma is just a bad, bad thing that people experience. So I, I guess, um, how, how did you shape that perspective on it, that, that wisdom so that it kind of shapes your life in a positive way? So you had to kind of, you had to have gone through some pretty big trials to have had experienced that, right? Yeah. So, so I navigated through some difficult, uh, life lessons. One that I'm comfortable sharing would be like losing my sister, Christy in a tragic boat fire. Uh, her and 33 other people, unfortunately, left planet Earth um, from that fire. And so, wow. you know, in working with my therapist, by the way, therapy is awesome and cool. And you should engage and, and just bring light to your darkness because you're not alone. Uh, grief is not a linear process. And so it goes in waves. But my therapist, you know, really taught me that every feeling is temporary, whether mm -hmm. it is good or it's bad. And something that I learned, you know, tapping into Tony Robbins teachings is that life is happening for us, uh, not to us. And so that takes away that victim mindset. It's really easy to play small and tap into that fear based mindset, because a lot of things on a daily basis come across our desks or, you know, into our home that are, you know, someone would say negative. And, and uh, so it's what it is that you're absorbing, whether it's even it's simply light, you know. Uh, we're energetic beings and we vibrate with frequencies. And when we're not connected to the frequency of love and gratitude, then we just as humans become dysregulated and hmm. we just 
attract things into our life that we're not that are not even intentional. And uh, and so it's really important to to manage your own energy and take 100 responsibility of how you show up in life. Yeah. And I, I teach people daily, you know, like it's, it's your energy introduces you before you even speak. And so, uh, as a since childhood, you know, transforming those wounds into wisdom over the course of my life has allowed me to, you know, be a part of circles and help others navigate through some of the most difficult things that you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's hard to imagine the the kind of tragedy that you would experience suddenly losing, you know, your sister and, and 33 people on that, on that boat. That's just, that's, it's a, something that that's hard to grasp, but to be able to turn that into the wounds into wisdom, as you say, which is very, that's a, it's a brilliant way of putting it. I mean, we have an opportunity in this world to help other people, especially given our experiences. And even if they're, you know, really challenging experiences, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing that you're doing that in the world, you know, you're taking your experiences and you're sharing how to help people, how to stay optimistic. You almost put this sense of science behind optimism in that, in that way, it sounds like, because you're talking about how the brain is, you know, conditioned on that way. Yeah. So my, I mean, my undergrad is in education and behavioral psychology. I have uh, an MBA from Rice University, but so so I just love to study, you know, patterns that people like, why do people do what they do? (laughs) It's like, that's kind of where that I'm I'm actually passionately curious. I'm the person that I was asked, okay, that's great. Like, why do you do that? And so um, I've, what I've realized is that people hold on to their pain until they actually find something to value more than that pain. Because people love, people move because of pain or pleasure. There's just really only two things. And you think about it, uh, like pain trumps pleasure any day of the week. If you're having a good time in your bedroom and there's a bear starting to attack you, you're going to go to the pain, (laughs) right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so all suffering just comes from focusing on ourselves. When you, when you stop focusing about on yourself, you truly are able to see the bigger picture, but we really internalize that, that that pain and it feels good sometimes. And because when you're in pain, think about a time in your life when you felt pain, uh, people reach out, people are like, are you okay? And people are like very supportive. But when you're not, if you, if you're not, and you're just okay and you're feeling good and strong, chances are people are going to try to make you feel pain. <laughs> it's, like right. it's like inversely perspective. And so it's just important to understand the psychology of good and bad and pain and pleasure and how those feelings and those sensations uh make you make choices and how you uh respond to those choices you know one of some of the most powerful leaders in the world including my you know i like i'm on the cutting edge of really bridging that gap between finance and real estate and getting people optimized in their well-being and so the the discussion around energy and how energy is just a resource from god and it's how uh you use that energy which is money as a resource to enhance and evolve life and other people's problems, there's healthy ways to do that. And so it's just, but it comes from wisdom. It's just, and, and consciousness, right. And it's truly gotta, there's gotta be intention behind it. Otherwise the energy doesn't do anything. (laughs) So you have to be, you have to be aware of it. You have to be conscious of it in order to make that transformation. It sounds like so. Yeah. And, and, you seem to have a lot of a, a, a really strong experience with with that as far as um, turning, you know, going away from that pain uh, to something more valuable. Um, and 
I can I I I can find it relatable to a lot of people because I I when you're saying that reinforcement of you know, you get reinforced when you're in pain, you know, you get the sympathy. And so often, sometimes I guess it pays to feel like the victim sometimes. How, how do we let go of that? How do we make pleasure more valuable than the pain? Mm, that's a good question, Adam. And I think the, re- the way to, to just shift that focus is to, step, to start uh, practicing gratitude. It's like a, literally a practice. And so um, I specifically utilize a journal called the five minute journal and it's by intelligent change. Literally yeah. the simplest thing you can ever do, you journal in the morning for about three to five minutes, if that, and then you journal at night and it just asks you really simple questions that help you step into like that space and that mindset of like, oh yeah, you know, like I'm not alone. I am powerful. I am worth loving. I'm okay. Like these things are really substantial. And if you're operating at the, at the, at, with those energy, with that energy of abundance, then like not a lot of problems that come across you know, come, come across your path are going to really bring you down. You're going to be like, Oh, problem. Okay. How does this make me feel? What am I going to do about it? Versus like, ah, like <laughs> stepping straight into the, the, the craziness. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the five minute journal. Cause I, I started using that a few weeks ago and, and I'll tell you, I hate it and I love it because, you know, I, when I get to it, I'm like, I just want to go to bed. You know, I don't want to write this down, you know? <laughs> But the discipline of doing it, or even right when you wake up, it's like, okay, I have other things I want to do, but, you know, but the discipline of doing it, it does make a difference. Like to, it, it brings your mind to that right spot during that day. So that's that, the, just those powerful shifts. I love how the, the, the power, powerful shifts can come from just the smallest changes. Um, so that's, 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 uh, that's pretty huge. Um, and then, uh, and how, uh, I mean, so you've got a lot of, of projects going on, you know, you're, you're a, you're an entrepreneur, you know, you're, you're a uh, serial entrepreneur, you're, you know, you're an executive in a lot of different things, finance, real estate, you know, even biohacking, all these kinds of things. How are you finding the time to do that? Uh, all of those things. And, you know, with the family and things like that, what kind of advice can you give there on how to, how to balance all that stuff? Yeah, this is just the pursuit of the pursuit of what you love. Right. And so, I actually just shared this uh, this weekend with the GoBundance Spartan Race team. GoBundance is a group that Adam, I, Adam and I are involved in. It's a really group, uh, great group of guys, you know, that <laughs> that are leading epic lives and willing and just committed to nothing shy of like going for it. And so, I just shared in that group like the importance of me of not uh, not playing small and like how staying focused on what you're passionate about when you like I can. Like it's an obsession and, and I'll, I'll call it healthy at this moment, but I love connecting and curating relationships that advance the potential of something that was never possible. Mm-hmm. And so what that can look like is making two introductions to uh, two different companies, two different executives, two different um you know, getting people placed in the right jobs, like you name it, like I'm, I'm down to do it as long as it is, as the result is positive. And I gauge whether or not energetically people are ready for it. Right. And so it's a pretty disruptive place to be in and not always accepted <laughs> because <laughs> you come in, think about it, you come into an organization that's doing something and they're doing well. And you're like, but what if you could do this? And then the upside was this, like, what if it worked? Yeah. And and like I like to be in those conversations because uh 
fairly recently just uh, joined a team, you know, Verijet, and they're disrupting the way that private aviation will, will look and feel and work forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, uh, it's like, and they're on the, they have the right resources, the right team, the right, they have everything uh, aligned. And so in, in, in like noticing that and seeing it and having that real world experience, I'm able to like anchor into that potential and from that potential and believing in the people that are behind the mission, able to insert myself in a very healthy way to advance that, to advance that offering to the world in a better way. And so that's yeah. like everything that I do. Um, I come in and I, you know, kind of operate at, some people would say almost like in a consulting aspect, except for, um, it's, it, it feels and looks a lot different because I just become an integral part of the team and, and energetically, um, I don't, I don't work with any organizations that I'm not aligned with energetically, even if the like money, thankfully at this point in my journey is not, is not a factor. And so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not money driven anymore. I'm purpose driven. And it's really shifted that impact for me. And I know that everyone's not there, but if you just stay true to what you're doing, whether it's your W2 or mowing lawns or whatever it is, if you surround yourself with the right people, I promise and guarantee you uh, that if you look around, your life will start changing like pretty fast uh, over like just by being around people that you're inspired by that are challenging you. A mentor of mine said, I just and he's like worth over 100 million. He goes, I just literally every day try to do one thing that makes me uncomfortable. And I try to be, find myself being the dumbest person in the room. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you're like, you're like the top of the, like in my mind, you know, so uh, just getting, getting, I'm inspired by other people's greatness and success because us as humans, like we're advanced, advanced creatures that have like limitless potential. And so we're responsible of creating the life that we want to live and lead. And so it's like, if not us, then who's going to do it? Yeah, that that's such a great, great point uh, that, that, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people. It also I mean, it also gives us a sense of like when you surround yourself with the right people, the wrong people also kind of show their show themselves, too. So you kind of realize who that is and it becomes obvious who yeah. you should let go of, um, at least in my experience. W- would you say it's. Yeah, go yeah ahead. That, to to that point real quick, you'll I almost can guarantee, but take a note, like. Has anybody that's ever that's above you or like that you consider like really successful, have they ever like commented on a social media post or reached out saying that like what you're doing is crazy or stupid or like cutting you down? Almost guaranteed you they have never. It's right. always the people that like you're taking off and they want to bring you back down to their level. And then it's like they're trying to cut you off at the knees, but you're like, sorry, I got to go. And yeah. it's not a bad thing. You know, speaking of relationships like Adam, people you know, like when you have a healthy relationships, sometimes those look like being friends with someone for two months. And so that non-attachment or in yoga, as we call it, a parigraha, which mm-hmm. is like the attachment to nothing and just being okay with it, with just who you are and where you're at in life and your circumstances uh, is something that's, it's like a superpower, right? Just being okay yeah. with where you are. And if you don't like with where you are, uh, God gave you a superpower and it's called the gift of choice. <laughs> and from the gift of choice, we, us as humans, which we're like, we're the only mammal that has the gift to choose, to make a choice. <laughs> right. We can choose, you know, where we're going in our, in our, in our life. And if you don't like something like stop doing it and then shift immediately because, um, you know, the greatest thing is like, you, you don't have time. Like the yeah. time is, the time is now. 
Yeah. And that's yeah. a lesson that I learned through, you know, my sister leaving us early and uh, making a heavenly departure. And I'm like, wow, okay. I thought I was playing pretty big before, but now I'm going like full send every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, so that experience of losing your sister, that really changed your perspective on things. It, it, it pushed you in a different direction, pushed you to live bigger. Yeah. I mean, as a practitioner of energy and movement and, mm-hmm. and just nature, like, you know, p- part of the thing we're doing here at Happy Life Labs is getting people reconnected to nature using technology, using bees, using uh, different, th- different types of tools and, and practices to get people back to nature because we've become so disconnected, right? That we're just like, we're actually, we're actually the, we're, we become so connected like, right, social media, all these platforms, how do I reach out that we've become disconnected? And if you think about like, and so like, when's the last, you got to think about when's the last time that you haven't had a piece of rubber between yourself and the earth? When's the last time that you, you know, Hmm. hugged a tree or touched the ocean or like really engaged with nature? I believe that the body has all the tools it needs to heal itself. And I'm not saying I don't believe in doctors or like medicine. I think they all serve a great purpose in, in, in where we're going uh, in terms of living longer, better lives. But at the same time, we do need to be connected to the earth. The earth holds a charge, 7.8 milliseconds per, per, per second, right? And so if we're not getting that charge, which, you know, lightning strikes the earth 1 million times per second for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. It's charging the earth. And so if we're not absorbing that energy into our system, we're getting disconnected. So that being exposed to bad foods, toxic chemicals, uh, you know, um, bad lighting, all these things like are, are, are causing us to live in this disruptive state, which, you know, is hard, it's hard to deal with. We already have the stress, <laughs> the stresses that we have as humans with like relationships. And so imagine not, not being connected to like earth and then also having to deal with your relationship problems. Or your oh, business. Yeah. It's like they're all connected. So step one is get grounded because we grow from where we're grounded. Hmm. Yeah. And getting grounded means literally getting grounded. So yeah. you, you mean literally getting connected with the earth. So literally step one. Getting connected with the earth every day. Zero. Nothing would get it. Like literally nothing. Adam, will, just imagine if you didn't wake up tomorrow. Would you regret not going outside today? Chance, I, 100% of people would say yes. Yes. Because you get to look, or you get to look around. You know, like if you, there's a study about people that have been in prison and are incarcerated. Like their greatest, like that have been like in maximum security. Like the hardest thing ever is the deprivation from nature because yeah. you become inhuman. So you don't even know how to be yourself. And so, um, what's crazy is that we do that to ourselves without even having to be arrested or <laughs> do crazy things. And so, um, that's something that I'm like really passionately serious about because. I just, and also because you'll never build a business bigger than you build yourself. And so if you want to grow, you got to get grounded. That's like step one of everything. And that's number one tip of biohacking. (laughs) If you want to know, is just going outside 90% more of the time. We were not designed to be inside. Being inside is 75% more toxic than being outside. So I'm going to start doing my podcast outside, Adam. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a, what's, well, yeah, if you, if you can pull that off without the wind and all that kind of stuff, then yeah, let me know. Cause that would be a great way to go. Yeah. The outside podcast with Brett Harmeling, that'll, yeah. <laughs> that'll take off, dude. So yeah, I, I, and, and I got, I think it's a great, it's a great segue into the biohacking piece because this is something that's huge, you know, with, and I'm, I'm, I'm really into this, but not to the level that you are, but I, I mean, things like breathing, things like taking the natural 
stuff that we're already supposed to do and just leveling it up. I mean, I know that you're, you're, um, you know, you're, you're into the Wim Hof breathing as, as am I, you know, cold immersion, things like that. How have those kinds of things shaped your, changed your life and, and given you the, that energy to succeed? Yeah. So we can, we, we as humans try to overcomplicate things. Right. And so, right. and then there's a monetary benefit to a lot of things. And so there's, and I have a cold plunge, so I'm not saying don't get it, but I'm saying, uh, do things that make your life easier, especially if you have to, because of time and, and energy, but really, uh, back to the breathing thing and cold and hot, they're natural things. Like we weren't also made to just be at 71 degrees all the time. We get comfortable in these rooms. Our bodies were made to be a variable species that adapt and thrive in different dynamic environments and like adjust. Now, as you know, we are generationally conditioned, uh, we, we evolve as humans and, and are from a cellular level. And so our cells adapt, which is fine. But like breathing is like the most easiest way. Like if you've ever done a Wim Hof session, if you haven't ever done one, please do one. Yeah. Uh, basically, you're just introducing more oxygen into your system. And if you do a two-minute breath set, Wim Hof breathing session, you will literally feel like you just had four espressos. And so you're bringing more oxygen into your system. More oxygen means more energy. Uh, same thing with you know structured water. You don't need to drink as much water as you probably think. You just need to drink the right kind of water. Mm-hmm. Um, so just getting curious and and just asking yourself why you're doing it, you know, uh, is, is the, is the number one question. Just why should I drink that water versus this water? Why should I look at that light versus this light? You know, there's different techniques to breathe, right? Speaking of Wim Hof breathing, there's also breathing to bring your heart rate down and go to sleep and put yourself to rest so that if you wake up at four in the morning, like I do, cause I have a little kid that you can take a conscious 20 minute full deep REM power nap in the middle of the day. It's like heaven. (laughs) And that 20 minute power nap equals about three hours of regular sleep, but you have to train yourself to do it. Wow. So, so what kind of, so I know there's, there's a lot that'll go into that 20 minute power nap, but really if there's a, is there a kind of a, a close notes you can provide to like, how, how do you breathe to get yourself into deep REM that quickly? Do you, is there, is there a way you could do that? Well, it's a conscious practice and, you know, our bodies are designed to actually sleep on the, on the ground too, as well. Yeah. So it's also best just from the natural flow of your spine and the way the earth is to, is to sleep on your back, right? Yeah. Because your neck is the portal between your, your head, your heart and your stomach. And so if you're not a lot, if you're doing this, even like one degree, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like over time it creates problems. And I'm not saying I, I can sleep perfectly on my back, but at the same time, nasal breathing and longer exhales, like conscious, like literally I can probably put myself to sleep within five breaths. <laughs> my wife can, att- can attest to this, <laughs> wow. but like it is a practice and it's settling your mind to a state where, you know, you really have to practice like to the level of let, letting your eyes roll back to the back of your head and like looking down at your cranial sacral ridge mm-hmm. and like knowing what that feels like. And then just doing a full body examination, like where do I feel this? Where do I feel that? Breathing energy through the system all the way through that pain or through that tight spot or whatever it is you're feeling and then back out because it releases that initial tension that actually keeps people like, uh, like fidgeting and awake. Mm-hmm. So that. And then temperature, 68 degrees is the optimal sleeping temperature, by the way. So you can use things like 
Sleep Me, uh, which is a mat that you put underneath your mattress, like on top of your mattress, um, which is incredible. It regulates your body temperature. Mm -hmm. Light. And so you want 100% black light. Like I'm the crazy person who tapes the lights of the fire extinguisher of the the fire things, even in hotels. Like I can't have any light. Yeah. Um, That because your body after the sun sets, your natural circadian response is it's time to go to sleep. So the only light that you should be seeing is the same energy wavelength as candles and fires. Mm -hmm. So you think about that. That's pretty crazy because we really have set ourselves up in today's world to not be able to do that. (laughs) And so we have, we have, we have lighting system in our home where we can set, we can calibrate the energy of the lights based on where the sun is. That's so true. I mean, yeah. And and you make a great point there regarding, you know, just our evolutionary uh, condition to, to, to experience these things. And all of a sudden within a hundred years, you know, we're all of a sudden, boom, like all of the stimulus, you know, light and, televisions and news and everything's at our, at our fingertips. And yeah, that, that, I mean, I can attest to this. My kids can attest to this, that that causes a lot of anxiety, a lot of sleeplessness, a lot of, you know, unhealth, a lot of lack of energy. And so I I really do believe in what you're saying here, as far as getting back to that, especially within the natural state of what we're doing, like sleep, like how we eat, how we, how we get our energy. Right. Um, yeah. And then, and then like the last thing before we move on is like the most important, like the, like all equally important is managing the, the invisible enemy, which is EMFs, electromagnetic frequencies. And so the things that your phone emits, the Wi-Fi in your home, the thing like, like there's tons of energetic sources that are around you that are actually overstimulating your cells, calling, causing cellular degeneration or cellular over cellular stimulation causing you to literally be in that space. And so like simple tools that I use, I have one right now, it's called a, you know, a Leela quantum capsule. Hmm. This, this has charged, charged beads inside of it that mitigate and harmonize the energetic frequencies that I'm exposing my body to. And so I'm able to, wherever I'm going, be able to protect and keep my aura clean. Wow. Important. right? Yeah. So you, do you notice a significant difference with with that when you're as you're using that versus when you don't have it or how, how does that? I, yeah, I, I I do. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and we have you know we have a quantum energy block in our center, which you know that block is a much bigger product and anything that you put in it, it charges, and then it also charges a three thousand foot radius around it. So wow. incredible products like this that you know no not a lot of people talk about it because quantum physics it's invisible you can't see it. But when you're in the presence of it, it truly does make a difference. Yeah. Like when you come to Happy Life Labs in Houston, you'll literally be like, it feels nice in here. Yeah. <laughs> like, and we have great technology. So it's like, but it feels good. It's because everything is, you know, we keep the energy clean. Yeah. The aura of the space is, is, is good. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's, it's, I would say it's easy for people to kind of shrug something like that off. Because, you know, it's like, it's something people don't think about, you know, it's like, well, it's, it's something you don't see, but, but I mean, you think about it, there's, you know, the same is true for things like radiation or, or, or other things. I mean, if, if we don't, you know, try to, you know, at least think and be open-minded to the ideas that these could be uh, having an effect on us, you know, we're these, it's, it's, it's relatively new technology. So I would, um, yeah, I mean, I think that what you're saying is definitely, you know, some, there's, there's something to it for sure. Yeah. Dr. Mercola and uh, the shielded healing, Brian Hoyer are the people that are way beyond light years and beyond us in this type of stuff. But 
they're they're both people that have literally dedicated their life to exposing and expelling like the dangers of 5g and like okay as, as good as 5g is in terms of connecting us and creating you know better technology it also comes with a major risk mm. and so just like you said radiation like our bodies are energetic and light beings and so we absorb energy whether it's good or bad we we don't get to choose we just absorb it yeah. <laughs> and so that's why it's important to 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 mitigate the risks and to reverse uh and cleanse out the things that our bodies do absorb that don't uh inhibit our natural growth hmm. and put us back into that space of homeostasis where the body really can heal itself yeah yeah so you start to see things like neurogenesis where you have new pathways to the brain opening up you have cellular rejuven cellular rejuvenation mitochondrial stimulation all these beautiful things start happening when you bring the body back to balance mm -hmm. well i'm excited to see the direction that 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 stuff goes. Cause I know that there's big things there and I know you're doing a lot there as well. I mean, uh, you, you mentioned happy life labs cause I'd like to learn a little bit more about that. Cause it's, it sounds like, sounds like a amazing, an amazing place to visit, <laughs> but, um, but what, what, what are you doing through that? You mentioned, you know, with, uh, bees and I know you're involved with, um, uh, uh with hives for heroes and that kind of thing. What's, uh, what is happy life labs all about? Yeah. So hives for heroes is a national beekeeping, um, organization that I serve on the board of advisors for. And so in serving on the board, I recognize a, a critical missing piece. And that is like, okay, so there's already 3000 uh, people in our net, in that network of people, veterans that get paired with a beekeeper, that beekeeper helps them understand how bees work and, you know, reconnects them to nature and also gives them purpose and also a very viable business opportunity. We look, they look at bees like capital assets, right? And so they double in size nearly every year, give or take. And then you got to, you can do something with those bees. You can either, you know, harvest the honey and have more produce or you can sell them. And so it's amazing. Like every year, it's like better than real estate, right? <laughs> Um, but anyway, I saw a missing piece. And so I've, I've wanted to open a biohacking center for a number of years. And everyone knows that, you know, even through my yoga teaching, I wanted to integrate uh, biohacking products and just never found truly the right fit. I have helped a couple of studios integrate the red lights, the mm -hmm. full spectrum sauna space um, near infrared lights into their studios. But I'm like, I want to create a center where a lab, you know, we call it a lab because you come, when you come here, you'll see all sorts of things that you've probably never seen and you'll get to actually experience them and play with them and learn about them and just be in the energy of like new thinking. And as, a, as adults, which is place we'll primarily focused on, you know, executives and healing our nation's heroes, you'll come here and you'll leave with like kid, like energy, like, Oh my God, like, I don't even know what to think. It's like going to a museum that you've never been to. Yeah. Right. Like there's going to be tons of experiences and tools and products and just conversations that are going to be had that will, that you've likely never had. And so we, and that's not to go against anything. That's actually to enhance, like I say, question everything, mm -hmm. every, like everything. Like if I'm going to do this vaccine, why am I doing it? If I'm going to do this pill, why am I doing it? If I'm going to do an ice bath, like why? Please tell me why. Mm -hmm. And it's not my, it's, it shouldn't be your doctors or my, my job to tell you why. You should figure out based on what the, what the thing is that you're doing, how that impacts you or other people, and then make a conscious decision. Because once again, to reiterate, which I'll never stop saying, is that your greatest gift is that you have the ability to choose. Yeah. If you're doing something or you're unhealthy or you don't like the way you look, 
for goodness sakes, like do something different. Yeah. We have a we have a consciousness mirror in this place uh, where you just sit in front of it. You set the timer for three minutes and you have to look at yourself. Wow. And that's a powerful thing, by the way, it's it, to actually do that. It sounds like, oh, well, what do I do? I have to look at myself in the mirror every day. Yeah, really? Look at look into your eyes for three minutes. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, that's a big exercise. It's even hard. I do it and it's like I do it consistently and it's hard every single time. Yeah. <laughs> but I've seen significant growth because you can't like our bodies are innately intelligent yeah. and it's impossible to lie, lie to yourself. And so when you're sitting in the mirror, if you like see something you don't like or you're like, you just feel that like you can like, yeah, you know, like, and so it's, it's this, it's this way of taking your life, taking the upgrade and saying, you know what, I'm not willing to feel like this anymore or yeah. be like this, or I'm going to forgive that person. I'm going to let go. Cause when you let go, you let in, right? right. So the more you let go, the more you let into your life. And so I believe in uh, consciously just having that cycle flowing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I, I find it a really amazing to see. I mean, because you you not only talk this talk, um, but you're walking the walk because the energy that you have and and all of the things that you're doing demonstrate that, you know, something, well, whatever you're doing is working tremendously because you're, you're involved in all these things. You're impacting the world on a deep, deep level, on a high level. And you're, you're still, you know, a great family person. You're, you're involved in your family. And, and, um, and that it, it just seems incredible to me that, that you are walking the walk on the, on the health front, on the, on the business front. And, um, and that's true to living your, your values. Um, so how, uh, what are you most excited about right now? Like what within happy, uh, happy life labs or anything like that, what are, what are you most excited about happening there? <sighs> so I'm most excited about the awareness that it's going to create about our broken system. Like you can't possibly leave happy life labs in a bad mood. <laughs> you can barely even say happy life labs without smiling. Yeah. Right. And so happiness is a choice. Our tagline is live happy. And so it's like all these things and, it, and it's getting people and, and like people that are, you know, held to very high levels of um, like power that are coming through our centers. You know, like we're working with some of the most elite professionals and athletes in the entire world already. Mm -hmm. We haven't even officially opened. And so, you know, that based on that science and that data that we're going to make a very big impact in the world. And so, we're, we're already talking about how we're going to mobilize Happy Life Labs and integrate it into different enterprises and create global solutions where like you can just just imagine like a trailer showing up outside of your office and you can do a sauna or a cold plunge at lunch. Could you imagine how good of like your emails would go the rest of the day or like how, how much in flow state you could actually be and productive versus like, you know, having to think about it. And so it will also activate a lot of unique partnerships um, with enterprise clients that we currently have hmm. um, and just creating that awareness. But really dude, I'm like for awkwardly obsessed with, with, with veterans. Like I, I am so grateful and, and law enforcement and first responders, like these people uh, I've done a little service myself in the cyber intelligence communities uh, with human trafficking, whole another conversation. But so I, I have this tremendous amount of gratitude. Um, for helping these people because they literally selflessly said, I'm going to do whatever it takes so that America can be free mm -hmm. like and like possibly die. And so now not everyone obviously has been in combat, but at the same time, it's a collective effort. And so 
I'm really committed to helping heal our nation's heroes. And my business partner at Happy Life Labs, Steve Jimenez, is a fully disabled combat Marine veteran. And so I love him. I love the energy he brings. He is also the founder of Hives for Heroes. And so there is such powerful integration. And we met at Rice Business getting our MBAs together. And so he got to hear my vision and I got to be a part of his because he heard mine. And then we uh, decided that they'd work really good together. <laughs> well, that, that's a, that's a, that's a true champion team right there. Cause I, I've, I've, I've met, I've met Steve only once uh, at one of the uh, go abundance events, but just an amazing guy. I mean, any, any mission, I, I love that mission to, to support our veterans in any way we can. Cause I, I feel that same draw to, to that um, almost on a, uh, a weird level like you do <laughs> um, to, because it, it is, it is an amazing thing when I think about, that the type of courage it takes to, to, to do that kind of stuff. And, uh, and, you know, God bless you for doing what you're doing to, to help, help them and, and, uh, and work with them. Um, I'm a, yeah, I'm excited to see what, what, what comes out of that, uh, happy life labs. And, um, and you kind of mentioned how, you know, that kind of contributes to the flow element. And I wanted to find out what that means to you as far as how, how flow lives in your life what, uh, and you know, really what it means to you. Yeah. So flow to me is important because I suffer from at least one known, <laughs> uh, traumatic brain injury, uh-huh. a level four. So it took wow. me out. Um, and so I've been had, I've had to battle, uh, that injury my whole life. And that is part of the reason that I'm into yoga and biohacking because I got put on the traditional plan of take this prescription medication. It'll be good for you. It'll help you think and focus and do all this stuff. And I said, you know what? There's got to be a better way. And so I took it into my own hands to become a superhuman, right? And challenge the quo and, and eradicate medicine and, and say, you know what? The way to heal is through nature. And, you know, it's it's unbelievable until you do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's it's hard to just say, yeah, if you spend more time outside, you'll start healing until you actually do it. And then you realize like how I don't need to run 13 miles today to feel like I'm in, in a good mood. Yeah. <laughs> I can literally just spend some time on the grass getting the right sun and getting charged up and take my calls outside and I'll feel better. And so flow state is important to me going back to your question, because when I get into a state of flow, I can knock out about two to three days of work in about two to three hours. Mm-hmm. I use this with sound, like I use sound, right? Right. Sound is a really important uh, way to get into flow state. And uh, flow state is something that isn't, it's that state, you know, the way I describe it is it's a state where like literally the house can be burning down and you're so in what you're doing that you don't even realize what's happening. Yeah. And that is so beautiful. And that's, only created through pure presence. Mm-hmm. And so whatever it takes you to get into that state of pure presence, that's how you can actually feel flow state or like invincible or like, you know, hold my beer. I can do anything, yeah. you know, like whatever, whatever that feeling is for you. It's just like that, that, that is a, a really beautiful place to be in. And uh, if you can get there, you should stay there. And uh, there's a lot of good ways to, you know, supplement and nootropics is a new big thing, which is brain-based adaptogen, adaptogenic herbs and mushrooms. And I'm not, I'm not even talking about the psilocybin type. I'm just talking about regular mushrooms. There's great blends um, being made by like companies high, like high vibe mushrooms Mm -hmm. and that are consciously like 
creating new ways for humans to think and evolve and like adapt and just handle resilience in a way that's simple. Like it doesn't have to always be hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's, and yeah, I mean that, and that's the, that's like the mystery of flow is you really find it yourself. You have, everybody has their own. Cause you mentioned, you know, that there's sound uh, that, that you do. And I, and I wonder, is that, is that like music? Is it a certain type of music or is it some kind of uh, ambience or, or what, what do you do for sound? Yeah, I like listen to a Spotify playlist called Focus Flow. Okay. Like everyone's brain looks works a little different little different. But if you just Google like the best the best frequency wavelengths of sound to inhibit thinking or creativity, like there's a frequency for everything. Mm -hmm. Like the vibrational frequency of love is five two eight. Huh. Wow. So 128 hertz, if you hear that sound. It's literally almost impossible for your heart not to just start opening up and breaking down those barriers that you put up around it. Wow. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Um, well, that's, uh, it, no, that's, that's neat. I, I think everybody has their own way of getting into flow, but I'm with you. Like if you can figure that out, if you can piece that out and find that, that pure presence and what I call it, I just, I call it transcendence. Cause you're just literally like rising above yourself. Um, yeah. it is, it is, it's glorious to be in that state, not having to be in that, that worry. Um, and you're doing a lot of things to, to really, uh, you know, level yourself up. And like I say, lead by example in these cases. So I'm very grateful that you were able to, to share some time with us to present a lot of these things. And there's definitely room. I, I really love to have you back because I want to go deep on some of this stuff. And like, I know we could spend hours doing that, but, um, but where in the meantime, where can people find you and, and what do you, um, what, what are, you know, what's next for, for Brett Ham uh, Harmeling? Yeah. Uh, thank you, Adam. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to kind of share some of this. It's something I'm clearly passionate about and, you know, time doesn't wait for anyone. And so <laughs> it's my time, right? It's my time to start sharing the stuff that I've learned over the past 10 plus years and bringing that to bring light to that. And so the best place to find me is either on Instagram or Facebook, Brett Harmeling, uh, very straightforward, nothing fancy. Uh, we're building the happy life brands right now. And so you'll see that evolve pretty rapidly uh, over time. And then also LinkedIn is a really good place professionally to find me. You can also see uh, some of the things and projects that I've been involved in. And if there's anybody in those networks that you see that I'm connected to that you want an introduction to, just please don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, that's how I got to where I'm at today is I believe there's two ways to get there. It's either education or it's mentorship. You know, you find that person that you're like, that's the best guy at that. I want to meet him. I want to learn from him. Those two pathways are amazing ways to grow faster and to get knowledge imprinted into your, into yourself so that you can make the change that you want to in the world. That's awesome. Well, that's incredible. We'll, we'll definitely look out for, for Brett, look out for what he's doing with happy life labs, because it's, it's, I mean, it just sounds like it's world changing and I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to see where all of your projects go. Definitely check him out on LinkedIn because it'll list every project he's working on. And, and there's a lot there. And, um, and you'll see that this dude does not just talk the talk. He walks the walk with all of this stuff. So, uh, check him out. Thank you, Brett, for being here, man. This was this was an awesome conversation. Um, looking forward to round two. And to everyone out there, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Flow Over Fear podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please do me a favor and hit the subscribe button. I will be so grateful if you do. And I'll look forward to bringing you more value in our next episode. I'll see you then.